Hello, everybody. This is Jay Shep with the Culture of Blessings podcast, where we look to shed old mindsets and thinking and shift into a life of abundance, fulfillment, and blessings, which God has made available to all that believe. Hey, hey, it's the real Jay Shep coming back at you again with another episode of the Culture of Blessings podcast. Listen, I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I don't know if you're on your way to work, if you're on your way from work, if you're working out, if you're at home cleaning, if you're with your kids, if you're just having a a, a day where you're just studying and consecrating and you're listening to this. I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And and today we want to share a little bit from one of our weekly prayer calls. And we've been talking about the kingdom and we've really been blessing the people with this word and this message about the kingdom. And today we're talking about seeking kingdom fulfillment and happiness. Enjoy. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Wednesday prayer call. And I'm your host, Elder Jay. And I'm so happy to um, to be here with you guys. And last week we had such a phenomenal time, such a phenomenal word that went forth and just talking about the kingdom and talking about the power of the kingdom. So I want to talk tonight. I want to continue to talk about kingdom. I want to continue to stay along those lines about the kingdom and tonight I really want to talk dig in and talk about the 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 fulfillment the kingdom life of fulfillment and when we think about fulfillment some of us may have a different interpretation of what fulfillment actually is and I really want to start by dealing with another word other than fulfillment i want to talk about happiness first and there's an overwhelming thought with people today in culture about finding happiness being happy the pursuit of happiness and i understand that because happiness gives us something that makes us feel good it gives us what we call good vibes it gives us what we call positive energy when we hear the statement just do what makes you happy girl just do what makes you happy if he don't make you happy you don't need to be around what makes does your job make you happy does your dog make you happy does the food that you eat make you happy we do a lot of things for happiness and I don't think that happiness is a it's definitely not a negative thing it's not a negative word it's a good word, but I also believe that happiness is too dependent on external things. Too many things externally many times have to happen to determine our happiness. Happiness can be fleeting. We could be in the car with my kids and I pass McDonald's and they ask me, can we go to McDonald's? If I pull up to McDonald's, they're going to be happy. Their happiness is dependent upon me pulling up there and buying them a happy meal, <laughs> which is ironic that it's called a happy meal, you know, because 
children understand if you give me something that's going to make me happy if you give me what i want i'm going to be happy if you give me everything i ask for i'm going to be happy and i, I want us to take a look at our lives and look at what are the things that we're saying that if i could just get this i'll be so happy or if you did this for me i'll be happy if i can lose 40 pounds, I'll be happy. If I just get this job, I'll be happy. If my husband would just act like, I'll be happy. If I can just get a husband, I'll be happy. If my wife stopped nagging me, I'll be happy. What are the things that you need for you to be happy? See, you got to think about that. You have to really dial in on that to, to see what are the conditions that you need. So there's a story in in the book of John, the fourth chapter, where Jesus had been out ministering for some time, and he had already started conditioning his disciples, teaching them how to baptize, teaching them how to pray for people, teaching them how to speak life into people, teaching them about this thing called the kingdom. Remember last week when we talked about the kingdom, the kingdom is really God's way of life. It's God's thought pattern. It's God's way of saying, I'm in control and I have a way of giving you everything that you need and your needs are going to be supplied by me. And, your, and every need that I meet will supersede your wants. So there's, there's a story about Jesus in the fourth chapter of John and what's ironic about this, when Jesus started partnering up with his disciples, you really heard about him being alone or isolated because he always had this team of people around him, which were his disciples or his students or uh, the people who were the ones that he was mentoring. But in this particular instance, Jesus had finished preaching he had been traveling, and he sat down next to a well, and he took a rest. And there was a woman coming into the town, a Samaritan woman, and she had huge water pots to draw from the well. She was either probably getting water to drink or cook or wash clothes or bathe. The well during that time was the place where they would come to get their water supply. Of course, there was no indoor plumbing. They didn't have anything like that. So they had to go and get their supply of water for the day or for a couple of days. So here's Jesus sitting next to this water pot, to this well rather, and there's this woman coming. And what's interesting, because Jesus was a Jew, who in that time the Jews definitely were considered a higher class in society than Samaritans. So, and and we look at racism right now as, oh, I don't talk to you, you don't talk to me, or this person hates me. Like during that time, there, there, was, there were times where classes of people would not speak to the other class. So racism and classism has been going on for a long time. So here's Jesus talking to this woman and he's asking her for a drink. He's saying, give, you know, give me something to drink. I'm thirsty. I'm hot. I've been sitting here. And so the woman is looking at him like, first of all, you don't look, you don't look like me. 
why are you asking me for something to drink? That doesn't make any sense. You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Y'all don't talk to y'all don't talk to us. We don't talk to you. And Jesus said something so interesting. He said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would have asked me for living water. You would have asked me for something more than the natural water that I asked you for. See, Jesus was just thirsty. He was just parched. Jesus wanted a, a sip of water. He saw that she had something to draw with, and he didn't. So he's like, hey, give me something to drink. And so this woman is like, well, I, I don't really know you, and why should, why should I give you anything to drink? This doesn't make sense. And here's Jesus. He's saying to this woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it was, that asked you for a drink, you would have asked me for water. Then she says this in the 11th verse of the fourth chapter of John. Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and this well is deep. Where, where can you get this living water? So she's trying to reconcile what he's saying in the natural. Because, you know, it's funny because I always say this. Women are smarter than men. I, I truly believe that. So this woman is like, what is this guy talking about? She's trying to dissect what he's saying. She's dissecting what he's saying in the spiritual as well as in the natural. And so he's saying everyone in the 13th verse, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, this natural water, right? So this natural water was going to be something that that was temporary, that was going to quench your thirst. Let's go back to that first word. It was going to make you happy. That that thing, I'm going to buy some shoes. I'm going to buy some Louboutins. I'm going to buy some Gucci. I'm going to get this thing that's going to make me happy. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. You're going to want it. You're going to want it again. But who, whosoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. What Jesus is saying is natural water makes you happy. Living water, kingdom water makes you fulfilled. I want to challenge us right now to stop chasing happiness and to chase fulfillment. Fulfillment, kingdom fulfillment is our new pursuit. We're pushing the limits this year. We're not just looking to be happy. We're not just looking, and you know, getting things and going on nice vacations are cool. I'm not saying don't be happy or look for happiness in your life. But what Jesus said was, woman, you've been trying to be happy for so long. And everything you do is to try to find some kind of happiness. But what you really are seeking is fulfillment. You're seeking a king. You're seeking, you're seeking a king that can only supply your needs according to my riches and glory. And so, uh, so the Bible even tells us in, in the book of Matthew, I believe it's the fifth chapter, sixth verse, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, that means you are hungering and thirsting for fulfillment. Wow. Fulfillment. 
is what God is looking for us to be seeking after. And he's saying, my kingdom is the only thing that's going to fulfill those needs that you have. And so here's what she says. She says, sir, she doesn't even know who this is. So she's calling him sir. She's not even calling him Jesus, Messiah. She's not calling him king. She's not calling him Lord. She's saying, sir, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty and I won't have to keep coming here to draw from, draw this water. Then he says something so profound. He says, go call your husband and come back. She says, I don't have a husband. Jesus says, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is that you've had five husbands, and the man you have now is not your husband. What that is saying to me, and I've heard many interpretations of this uh, scripture, and one, one interpretation that a lot of preachers misuse and abuse is that this was a loose woman, that this woman was somewhat promiscuous because she had had five husbands. The truth of the matter is, is that during that time, women could not divorce men. Men could divorce a woman with no cause. So she had all these husbands because they were leaving her for whatever reason. And so here's Jesus saying, yeah, you, you've had five husbands because you trying to, you're trying to be happy with a man. You're trying to find your happiness through a marriage. You're trying to find your happiness through some sort of physical need. You're trying to find your happiness um, uh, through somebody who can't give it to you. But Jesus is now telling her, stop seeking happiness and seek fulfillment. That woman got so excited because she said, no one had ever spoken into my life like that. No one had ever, I've, I've been around many men. I've had five husbands and not one time did they ever speak of fulfillment. In fact, they probably put me down. They let me go. They divorced me. They, they talked about me or I couldn't bear children and they thought I wasn't good enough. They thought I was ugly. They only used me for one thing, but I kept going back because I was seeking happiness. But now you're showing me that I need to seek fulfillment. And the only fulfillment can come through our king. I'm here to tell you guys that God loves us so much. He loves us so much that he created us with fulfillment of his promise on the inside. I don't ever want you to doubt your purpose and your destiny, that it can never be fulfilled. When you fulfill your God-given destiny and promise and purpose, that his glory will be revealed in your life. That's what our life is about. Our life is about revealing his glory. I want God's glory to be revealed. Listen, transparency. I've gone through seasons where I was unemployed. I've gone through seasons that were severely rough and I'm looking for something, looking for something and searching and searching and searching. And those things that I'm searching for would never make me happy. And the Lord had to show me, you need to seek fulfillment. Don't seek for happiness. Because guess what? 
once you're fulfilled, your happiness is going to be a internal and eternal. You're going to have that living well of water springing up on the inside of you. I'm looking for people to have their lives turned around internally and not look for the external things to change your life, but look for the internal and eternal spring of the Lord to change your life completely. Amen. Amen. And thank you to all the new callers who have called in on tonight. I truly appreciate you all joining us for the prayer call. Um, I pray that you've gotten something out of this word that we've spoken, and we're going to we're gonna pray on tonight. We're going to um, approach the throne room, and I believe that these, these prayers will be answered. God, we just thank you right now. I just thank you for this day. I thank you that your presence is with us now. I thank you that you've heard uh, the prayer requests. I thank you that you're in the midst of us. I thank you that the word has gone forth, that it, that it has gone on good ground, that we are looking at our lives and we are combing over our lives and we're seeing those things in our lives that we may have just only been seeking the external things. We've been seeking happiness. We've been seeking temporary things. But Lord, your word has, has shown us so uh, plainly that if we seek first the kingdom, if we seek first for fulfillment, that everything is going to mm-hmm. be added to us. So, God, I, I pray over our lives. I pray over each and every person who's on this phone for this call that I speak fulfillment over their lives. I speak fulfillment in everything that they're looking to do, in their homes, in their businesses, in their uh, careers, with their children, with their finances, with every single thing that they have that they have put in front of you as a request. The Bible t- lets us know that we should let our requests be made known unto you. So, Father, we come to you right now with these requests that have been offered up to you on tonight. We pray for Sister Terry with her mortgage uh, to close on her new home. She's saying that the environment that she's in is not a safe one, that it's not conducive for her to live in. So, God, we speak right now. First and foremost, we speak a prayer of protection over her life. We speak a prayer of safety, a safety net, that you would um, let your angels encamp round about her home right now, that, uh, that the angels would literally right now create a force field around our home that the that the enemy will not be able to penetrate into our home that no bullets will fly into our home that there will be no break-ins into our home or to her vehicle there will be no attacks there will be no assaults in the name of jesus father bring peace into that neighborhood and father even as she begins even looking for this home uh that she will find something that will fit her needs and, Father, that you would supply her needs according to your riches and according to your glory, that you would allow for the mortgage payment to come to a place where she will be able to pay it, that you will be able to give her something that she will be able to handle because you placed it into our hands. Allow for her to have the courage to fight for the things that she desires, to fight in warfare in the spirit. So we, we come against the enemy who wants to bring his fiery darts against her, who wants to speak negative things into our mind, who wants to bring a, a, a 
the evil spirit, an evil mind, a spirit of depression, a spirit of loneliness, a spirit of sadness over her because she feels like things aren't moving quick enough. We rebuke that spirit, that the turnaround of the spirit of the Lord is on her, and we thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for uh, Ms. Hudson on the phone, that she's speaking for peace on her job, peace at work. You know the situation at work. Let there be mm-hmm. peace with her coworkers, with her, mm-hmm. with her, with her supervisors, with her managers, mm-hmm. with customers, with anyone who she's interacting with. Lord, let there be peace. Let there be no arguments. Let there be no strife. Let there be yeah. no uh, anything of the of a disorderly manner. Oh God, that you would even clear up any misunderstandings that may have happened within the past week that you would even clear her name, that her name will never be associated with anything negative on her job, that she has done an admirable job where she is and continue to elevate her, oh God, and continue to speak into her life, continue to allow her to grow, continue to allow for her to be an example, continue to allow for her to be a mentor, even to people who are on her job. I thank you now for, I believe it's Natalie as she's dealing with her pregnancy and her family environment. Lord, you see that situation in a home where the stuff is messed up, God. Take out anybody in that home that does not need to be in there. Take out any negative mess that's in there that the enemy is trying to set up uh, pitfalls and traps for her. Father, we rebuke any pitfall and trap over her life. God, I speak over her now. I, I speak the, the blood of Jesus over her, that she will give her life to you, that that one issue may be that she has not fully surrendered her life to you. So, Father, I pray over Natalie now that you will convict her mind and her spirit and her heart to give her mind completely over to you, to not do her will, but to do your will. Let your will be done in her life. Allow for her child to be uh, born in a loving environment. Allow for her child to be born and to be healthy and to be safe and to be protected. Lord, I even thank you right now for Gloria as she prayed, uh, as she uh, asked for a request to to bind the spirit of depression. Mm-hmm. I speak against the spirit of depression, which is trying to overtake everyone, young, old, rich, poor. The depression yeah. spirit is trying to ravage people. I speak against the spirit of depression that tries to come in and ravage that the, the spirit of depression, as the Lord is showing me, is like a weed inside of a garden. That uh, mm-hmm. the depression will come in and destroy the, the loveliest gardens. So, Lord, I, I see your people who are like gardens, who are beautiful flowers, who have beautiful fruit on their trees. But the spirit of depression comes in as an ugly tumble, as an u- ugly tumbleweed, as an ugly weed that just wants to come in and suck out all of the life from us. But, Lord, mm-hmm. I believe your word where it says, I have come that you may have life and that more abundantly. So where mm-hmm. depression comes in, I speak abundant life. Where depression wants to come in, I speak wealth. Where, depress- mm-hmm. where depression comes in, I speak fulfillment. Where depression comes in, I speak peace. Yeah. Where depression comes in, I speak joy. Yeah. Where depression comes in, I speak wisdom. I speak mm-hmm. understanding. I speak hope. I speak a yes, finishing, uh, a finishing, mm-hmm. flourishing year. I speak mm-hmm. passion right now. 
I speak yes, pursuit sir. right now in the name of Jesus. Depression yes, has yes, no authority yes. over anyone's life on this phone. I That's speak right. against the spirit of suicide. I speak mm-hmm. against the spirit of giving up in the name of Jesus. Yes. You will not yes. give up. It is not That's time right. for you to give up. You That's don't right. have permission to give up, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord says mm-hmm. you better stop thinking about giving up because I never mm-hmm. gave up on you. If I would have given right. up on you, you would be dead right now. Yes. So I rebuke yes, the Lord. spirit of giving up right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke Thank the spirit you. of sulking. I rebuke, I rebuke the spirit of feeling sorry for yourself and, and, self, yes, and self-loathing. Stop self-loathing. Yes. Stop looking in the mirror and saying, I don't look good enough. I'm too fat. I'm too this. I rebuke that spirit right now. You look into the mirror and you speak into your own life. Life and death is in the power, not of my tongue, but it's in your tongue. Life and death is in your tongue. I can't speak life for you until you speak life for yourself. You must speak and declare life over yourself. I declare that by this time next week that there will be a new turnaround in your lives. I speak and declare that people are going to come around you and they're going to just want to embrace you because they're going to see that there is light inside of you. Hallelujah. 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 And even for you, Gloria, your name, your name, you can't say the word Gloria without saying glory. God's glory hey. is on your life. Yes, sir. God's glory yes, shines through you. His glory shines through you. Never Thank forget you, that you can't say your name without saying glory. God says <laughs> that your name is Amen. a reminder of what you are supposed to give out. So give Thank God you, what your name is. Hallelujah. Woo. Give Thank God you, what your name is. Give him yes, that. Lord. Give him what he's due for glory. what your mother even named you. Hallelujah. We praise your name right now, God. You are good. You are great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your mercy endures Mm -hmm. forever. Your mercy endures forever. Not our Mm -hmm. mercy. Not our mercy. Your mercy. Mm -hmm. And like that woman at the well who had five husbands who was searching for something that couldn't satisfy her externally, Mm -hmm. you gave her fulfillment when you've spoken to her. So, God, I speak that tonight after tonight, no one will ever have to wonder, will I be seeking fulfillment? That after tonight, mm-hmm. no one will ever have to wonder, am I good enough? That after tonight, no one will have to wonder, do I have purpose? That after tonight, no one will ever have to wonder, how can I encourage someone? How can mm-hmm. I uplift someone? It is now your responsibility to uplift those who are around you. Because the word of the Lord is inside of you and his kingdom is reigning supreme in your life. Yes. Hallelujah. And we praise the name of Jesus forevermore. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So there you have it. Seeking fulfillment, kingdom fulfillment. And I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear if this word has touched you, if it has uplifted you, if it has inspired you. I want to hear from you. Shoot me an email, therealjshep at me.com or um, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at therealjshep. Shoot me a message. I want you guys to subscribe to this podcast. And if this has been a blessing to you in any way and you would love to give a donation to this ministry, you can do so by going to my website, therealjshep.com backslash donate. 
A gift of any size will do, will suffice. And we never beg anyone for anything. Only if you feel that it has been a blessing to you in your life, we just ask that you would give. And I believe what the word of God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. So once again, let's seek fulfillment, seeking fulfillment in the kingdom way. This is the Real J. Shep Culture of Blessings podcast. Peace and blessings.